I just really believe we need to keep looking at the word of God. I won't say the word of God. Last Sunday, I said a lot in all three services, preaching on the importance of the word of God, really having a revelation. It was a revelation. So the word of God is first place. It has to be first place. If the word of God is not first place in your life, you will miss it. In the book of Second Thessalonians chapter 2, I don't want to read that now, but I made reference to it and I actually read it in our prayer meeting on Thursday. You will discover that it talks about the great falling away. It says the, there's going to be a great falling away. The day of the Lord has not come like some have told you. Because before that day comes, there's going to be a great falling away. The word that's used right there is the Greek word apostasia, which means, what, that's where we get the word in English, apostasy. Um, there's going to be a great falling away, and this falling away will take place. And I tell you, if you are not grounded in the word of God, you will be affected. God gives his word first place. I was asking the question at the end of worship this morning that how do you know someone has integrity? See the word integrity also, there is a relationship between the word integrity and, and, and integer, which is really numbers that are not divisible. If you know simple maths, there are numbers that are not divisible. Correct? The word integer, it's really numbers that are not divisible. That's where we get the word integrity. Integrity means wholeness. It means your heart is not divisible. Like numbers in maths that are not divisible. You are complete. So how do you know somebody has got integrity? Is it by what they say? No, it's not just by what they say, it is by keeping what they say. It is by keeping what they say. The Bible talks about those who swear to their own hurt and still do it. When they say they will be there, they will be there. The Bible also talks about in the last days, one of the... Uh, Things that you would notice in the last days, one of the signs of the end times is that people will become truce breakers. You know what a truce is? The word truce means agreement. That's the word that the Bible uses right there. That's one, that's one of the things you would notice in the last days that people will become truce breakers. They break covenants. They break promises. They don't stand on their word. They don't keep their word. And when a person tells you the first time that I will do this, or I will come, or I'll be there, and they fail, you will give them what we refer to as the benefit of the doubt. Correct? Okay, maybe... Because this is how you think. Because it is the first time. Maybe they are dealing with something. You don't put them in their shoes. You put yourself in their shoes. Maybe they have a situation. 
right? Because it is the first time. Once it the first time. So you give them the benefit of the doubt. You put yourself in their position. Maybe the guy is dealing with something. That is the reason why he couldn't come at that time. But you want to test them again. Correct? So you book a second appointment. But you and I know that even in the second appointment, you are already thinking the possibility of the guy failing. Correct. Correct. I've lived, listen, as a pastor, one of the things I've learned is to book three people in the same hour. Meet me at one, meet me at one, meet me at one. Because over the years I've discovered that most people would not come at one. And that reveals the integrity of the person. Correct? Why was Mary and Martha upset with Jesus when they came and said, your friend whom you love is sick, come and heal him. And Jesus did not arrive when they thought he would arrive. Not that he had promised them he was going to arrive at the time they expected him to arrive. Because God never lies but they have their own expectation and because of that expectation that jesus would come before their brother dies they got a bit upset that is the reason why when jesus arrived on the fourth day after lazarus had died what did martha say if you had come my brother would not have died correct you can see some offense there. You can see some thing was already brewing in Martha. She was, he calls himself our friend. Because notice, they told him, come for your friend whom you love is sick. I've told you over and again that there are no exaggerations in the Bible. When the Bible says that Jesus loved them, he did. And when the Bible says Jesus was their friend, yes, he was. But when it was time to go help them, they had an expectation Jesus would come at a certain time. In actual fact, they wanted him to come before Lazarus would die. Because the moment he dies, it appears as if all hope is lost. But Jesus did not go when they thought he would come. And that did something to them. Now, if that did something to them, does that not do something to you and I? When someone says, I'll be there at a certain time and they come two hours late. No, talk to me now. I'm preaching good. Say amen. Does it do something in you? And so, if they do it a second time, you lose trust. That's a fact. That is relationship. And none of us is too holy not to deal with that none of us none of us is too holy to say well let them keep taking advantage of my time none of us at one point you're going to say enough is enough because you don't have integrity because you don't respect your time and you don't respect my time A guy told me he was coming to see me. 
and I gave him time. Because it's an appointment. What is it? An appointment. It's not that someone showed up at your door uninvited. That's another story. This was an appointment. You are to come at this time. And the guy came. But not at the time. He came about one or two hours late. I was in the office right here. And when he came, he rang the bell. I knew it was him. I peeped through the keyhole, through the peephole, I'm sorry. I saw him, but I didn't open. Oh, pastor, you are so callous. Pastor, you are so insensitive. No, I wasn't. Time is precious. And unfortunately, some of you are letting people destroy your time. If anyone wants to meet with you, carry yourself in such a way where they understand it's, your, it's their privilege. And your time is important. And you honor integrity. The reason why many Christians are not succeeding is because of this. Because even in the business marketplace, you get appointments, but you don't keep your to time. And wealthy people respect time. They are not wealthy because they're sitting around doing nothing. They are wealthy because they work hard with every minute they have. And you cannot afford to bring that attitude into their lives. They won't take it. So they push you far away. That's why they don't do business with you. Because the Bible says the lazy man will be hungry. Everyone say integrity. God is committed to his word. And that is the reason why we can wholeheartedly trust God. Because when God says it, God will do it. I learned it like this when I was back in Lagos, Nigeria over 20 years ago. That if God mistakenly says a word, he would do it. That is how committed God is to the word. Of course, God does not say anything by mistake. But if he does, he will do it. So we are looking at the word of God and the integrity of the word of God. Last week... We looked at how Peter said to Jesus, if it is thou walking on the water, bid me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said to him, come. And when that word was released from the mouth of the Lord, it formed the base upon which Peter walked. Everyone else was in the boat. And they were looking at Peter in the natural, walking on water. But I believe Peter was walking on the word. Because it was Peter and Peter alone that got the word of revelation. Because when the word of the Lord comes to you, it becomes revelation to you. And that is the reason why you will be doing things that scares people. They'll look at you and they wonder, how come you are getting those things done? Because the Lord said to you. And when the Lord says it, no devil can stop it. Amen. When the Lord says it, no government can stop it. Amen. 
No man, no woman can stop it because it is the word of God. And God will watch over his words to perform them. It is not you performing it. It is the word he spoke performing it. So when he said to Peter, come, revelation was released. Peter now had a reason to step out of the boat confidently. I asked you the question last Sunday. I said, what if that was a ghost, not Jesus? But do you know why Peter knew it was Jesus? Because the word of God is different from the word of any spirit. The word of God is different from the word of any man. That is why when you sit and listen to me teach or preach, don't hear me, hear the Holy Ghost. You hear me today, you're going to walk out of this place the same. You hear God, you're going to walk out different. Because I have just yielded myself to him and I want him to use me as nothing but a vessel. But he's the one that's doing the talking. Can someone say amen? And the Bible says the word of the Lord is like the rushing of many waters. You hear it as it rushes. The Bible said the word of the Lord is like thunder. So when God speaks, it will dispel every unbelief. Fear would leave you when God speaks. I told you I also made reference to Abraham in the book of Genesis chapter 12 when his name was Abraham at the time. What was it that made him leave his country to a place he knew nothing about? God said, I will bless you. I will curse them that curse you. I will bless them that bless you. In your seed shall the nations be blessed. I'll make your name great. And as God was declaring over Abraham, something was happening to the man. Because the word of God came into Abram and Abram left his country. And the Bible says in Hebrews 11 that the man was heading to a place he knew nothing about. What would prompt a man to leave his comfort to a place he knew nothing about? And the Bible says they dwelt in tents. Not a permanent house. In tents. What made a man, even at the time God called him, the man wasn't broke. Let's be honest. I know God really blessed him and made his name great and made him very influential. And we cannot really preach on the subject of faith without talking about Abraham as a reference. Can someone say amen? But at the time God called him in Genesis 12, the man was not broke. Let's understand that it was not as if God saw this man who was completely broke and called him and made him rich. The man was not broke. The man had some level of success. That's a fact. But God, of course, gave him much more than he could ever dream of. Can someone shout hallelujah? hallelujah. But what made him leave his comfort? Took his wife. Left his country. Took his nephew. And went to a place he knew nothing about. Because of the revelation of the word of God that came to him when God spoke to him. My prayer for you is that God will... Cause revelation to burst forth in your spirit. And what I've discovered when it comes to revelation is one revelation can take your life to a whole new level. Just revelation in one area. Take your life to a whole new place. Can someone shout hallelujah? Today I want to endeavor to speak to you on God's word described in symbols. I want to say God's word described in symbols. There are symbols in the Bible that describes the nature, the potency, 
and the efficacy of the word of God. There are symbols in the Bible that describes the nature. I want to say the nature. The potency and the efficacy of the word of God. Now as we look at these symbols today, you want to write them down, you can. Because you might need to examine them yourself. So let's examine these symbols and see what they reveal about the word of God. So I will be teaching on the word of God. Maybe leading into the, the year 2022, I don't know when we will stop, but I'll just be talking to you about the Word of God. Can someone say amen? amen? So let's see some of these symbols. Symbol number one, milk. Number one, milk. The Bible describes the Word of God as milk. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 2, that's the reference. I fed you with milk. This is Paul writing to the church at Corinth. Notice he did not say, I fed you with the word. He said, I fed you with milk. Now why did Paul feed the church at Corinth with milk? Because they were new believers. What do you do when you have a new baby? You feed that baby with milk. Why do you feed a baby with milk, not with steak? Talk to me now. Why do you feed your newborn baby with milk, not with steak? Because they cannot digest steak. Milk is easy to digest. In actual fact, when you do a study on milk, I'm talking about mother's milk, it has antibodies. It has antibodies. And because of the antibodies in it, it is said in medical science that when a baby feeds on mother's milk, the antibodies in the mother's milk will help the baby from becoming sick. In other words, it will help the baby not to get sick. The antibodies will help the immune system. And all the other stuff other babies will deal with, this child may never deal with. Are you listening to me? Milk is because it's filled with calcium, which helps in the development of the bones. And helps with the sight of the child. So Paul is writing to the church at Corinth. He said to them, I fed you with milk. In other words, he's trying to say to them, I fed you with what you can digest. There are things in the word that is easy to digest. So notice he says there, I fed you with milk, not with solid food. So he also describes the word of God as solid food. Can someone see that? I fed you with milk, not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. Even the milk I fed you, you couldn't take it. That's what Paul is saying to the church at Corinth. I fed you with what? With milk, yet you can digest it. I fed you with milk, yet you cannot take it. And the church at Corinth was such a messed up church. And the reason the church was messed up is because they did not build character Based on the word. The only thing that builds character and the believer is the word of God. Praise God for signs, wonders and miracles. The church at Corinth had the gifts of the spirit. But they lacked majorly in the character of God. That is the reason why they had all kinds of division there. The Bible gives us a list of the things the church at Corinth struggled with. They struggled with sexual immorality. Yet they had the presence of God and the gifts of the Spirit. They struggled with division. Some said, I belong to Paul. Others said, we belong to Apollos. 
Others say we belong to Peter. The fourth group said we belong to who? Jesus. So the church was split in four groups. They had problem with uh, the table of the Lord. In actual fact, when they would do communion, some of the wealthy people got together and they got drunk. That's what Paul says. And there was segregation. The wealthy would eat on their own and leave the poor. So the church was split. Now the reason why they were in this bad state is because they have not developed their Christian character by the word of God. What is it that develops our Christian character? The word of the living God. Can someone say amen? Notice Jesus said you shall know them by their manifestations. You shall know them by their miracles. You shall know them by speaking in tongues. Is that what he said? No, you shall know them by what? Their fruit. Their fruit. Well, the parable of the sower tells us that the word or the seed is the word. And it is the seed that produces the fruit. Can someone see that? So the first thing we see here is milk. I want to say milk. So that is one of the uh, descriptions that we have regarding the Bible. That I want to show you. Hebrews chapter 5 is another text. Another reference. Hebrews 5 verses 12 and 13 says. For though by this time you ought to be teachers. You need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk. And not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled. In the word of righteousness and he is a babe. Did you see that? Did you see that? Very important. Hebrews 5, 12 to 13. Now the second thing we see symbol that describes the word is solid food. That was a solid, solid food. <laughs> Hebrews 5, 14. He says, but solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, those who by reason of use have, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. That was a solid food. Now, solid food is for those that have what? Exercised themselves. That was an exercise. Now, this is important. Solid food is for those who by reason have exercised. They have used Used what? Used the word in building character. That's what they've done. They've used the word. They've allowed the word to build character in them. And because the word has built character in them, they have grown and they have now become solid believers. Praise God. And they are now able to discern... Listen what? Between good and evil. On, uh, was it Wednesday? I can't remember the day exactly, but I guess it was Wednesday or last week in one of the services. I talked about, um, I give the example of something that you try to bring into a country. And at the customs, they tell you it's contraband. I mean, if you know there's, there are stuff like that. So when people want to bring contraband into the country, you know what they do? They sneak behind the door. 
or they come from the back door or they have somebody at the customs that they bribe because legally you can bring it in it is what contraband that country does not accept it you cannot bring it in now watch this Romans chapter 12 Verses 1 and 2, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Do not conform to this world, but be ye transformed. Be ye transformed. Everyone say transformed. Now the word transformed there is the Greek word metamorphosis, which is a process of change. Be ye transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. So that you may be able to do what? Discern, prove that which is good, acceptable, and what? Perfect will of God. Now, watch this now. When you take God's word and you build yourself by it, you will detect like that detecting machine at the airport, at the customs, you will detect when something is contraband trying to get into you. Notice what it says here. Who by reason of use. By reason of what? Because they used the word. They are now able to discern between good and evil. And how many of you know the devil is very subtle? The Bible says he appears as an angel of light. Because if he showed up as a dragon. Breathing fire. With two horns and a tail and a pitchfork. You will bind him. But no, he doesn't come that way. He comes speaking to you using someone in the church. Oh my goodness, pastor, did you say he uses people? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. One moment, Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, uh, Peter, thou at the rock, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my father has spoken by revelation to you. Upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Correct? Now read that few verses later. Jesus says, our son of man is going into Jerusalem. And when he gets into Jerusalem, he'll be arrested by wicked men, and they'll take him and they'll kill him. You know what Peter did? Come. The Bible says he takes Jesus by the hand to a private place away from the other disciples and he began to rebuke him <laughs> he began to say you you can't why are you saying that you're not going to die and jesus said satan get thee behind me was peter satan this is the man who just said thou art the christ by revelation he spoke. And Jesus said, Peter, the rock. But upon the revelation, the rock, the big rock, revelation, I'll build my church. So one moment he gets all these accolades. He gets all these praises from Jesus. Because he has yielded himself to the Father. The next moment, he has yielded himself to the devil. So Jesus could tell. The spirits that use Peter. Who by sense of reason can detect good and evil. 
Because he was the living word. And anything that goes contrary to the plan of God, he catches it just like that. He knows it. So if you think about customs, and that big detecting machine is sitting there, but if it is broken, all kinds of things will keep coming to the country. Correct? What do these things that are contraband do when they come into a country? They ruin lives. So if you have a big detecting machine that's not working, it will affect the people in the country adversely. The word of God builds that detecting machine in you. Who by reason of practice, the word use is the same as practice. Who by reason of practice, who by reason of use, are able to detect. So when that thing is about to come in, how does it come in? It comes in by words. By what? By words. Who speaks? Who speaks? Family speak. Friends speak. The devil speaks. TV speaks. News speaks. Society speaks. So here you are, and here you are, you are being bombarded with all these words. But because by reason of practice, you've used the word of God to build this big detecting machine. As this contraband is about to come into your heart, where is the target? Your heart. Well, the word heart in the Bible means spirit. Or it means the inner man doesn't mean the heart pumping blood my son give me your heart and let your eyes observe my ways of course it's not talking about your heart that's pumping blood come on now say amen the word of the Lord is the candle of the man it's not talking about the heart that's pumping blood it's talking about the spirit man can you see that so when this thing this thing is built in you the enemy comes with words and as the words are going in they are finding their way creeping in to the heart because the heart is where faith lives and what does the enemy target faith Hebrews 11 6 says the only thing to, that pleases God is faith so the enemy would target faith to negate your faith so that you've got no faith. And if you've got no faith, you can't please God. And if you can't please God, you cannot receive from God. <laughs> so when he says, so that you are able to prove what is the good, the acceptable, and the perfect. To prove there is to detect. So the, the, the thing comes into your ears, those words, they come into your ear and you can tell this is good. And this is evil. Like Jesus. Satan, get to behind me. I believe he just walked away from Peter. And Peter must be standing and thinking, where is Satan? <laughs> That's what we call the law of double reference. I want to say the law of double reference. 
It is not Peter speaking. Do you understand that? It was the devil speaking through Peter. And if you, as a child of God, do not understand the law of double reference, the devil will speak to you through people and you won't detect it's the devil speaking. You will think they just mean well, but they don't mean well. They don't mean well. They don't mean well. I've seen many, many dreams, and I know some are from God, and I know some are not from God. And not because I ate too much before I went to bed. But I know that the devil also tries to speak things into your life. Like he tries to speak things into the life of Jesus. The Bible says he came to Jesus and he said, If you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. Let's deal with that. Was he the son of God? Did he know he was the son of God? Did Satan know he was the son of God? Why the question then? If you are. Jesus had no problem with his identity. If you are. He was. Prove it. No, he's not going to prove it. He's secure in who he is. He has nothing to prove. See. There's nothing to prove. But more than not, more than not just proving a thing is who I am listening to. This is the devil telling me to do stuff. And am I going to do it? No, I won't. So how did Jesus deal with that? He knew it was the devil speaking. And let me tell you, you see the temptation of Jesus when he was tempted after fasting? The Bible makes it very clear that all of these things took place in his mind. It was in his mind. If you think that Satan appeared to him, no, he did not. Satan did not appear to him. It was all happening in his mind. That is the place where victories are won and where defeat happened. The mind. Everyone said the mind. Come closer. Because the target is the heart. Where is the target? The heart is the target. But the enemy cannot access your spirit or your heart without coming through your mind. He can't. He cannot. Even those bad dreams you've dreamt, it's all to target your spirit. But he wants you to accept it first in your mind. Because the moment you accept it in your mind, then it will creep down to your spirit. That's the Bible. That's why the Bible says God has not given you the spirit of fear. Because when that information comes to you, you can open the door to the spirit of fear. And when you open the door to the spirit of fear, who walks that word? in your mind and you ponder on it and you think on it guess what's going to happen before you know it it starts sinking down into your spirit when it gets down into your spirit there's a contamination there's a what contamination you're contaminated 
you're contaminated. And that's when you begin to hear people speak things that's contrary to what God says. That's where people get into deception. That's where people get into... I mean, I can tell you story, examples of deception. When people are deceived, they think they are correct. But they are not. They've allowed deception to come into their spirits and their spirits are now contaminated. Because it is polluted, they don't see properly. Think about this. A bottle of water, a bottle of water, clean, pure, and you drop something in it. The moment that thing is dropped into it, it is no more clean. Even if it's just a tiny drop, you would not drink it. Correct? We must, when the Bible says, be sober, be vigilant for your adversary, the devil. He walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may what? He can't devour you until he, until he gets you to accept his message. In actual fact, he cannot devour you. You let him do so. And we get thoughts and we get words spoken to us every day. If the devil spoke to Jesus, be rest assured he speaks to you too. And none of us is immune to this. But it is not what he says, it is how we deal with what he says. Can someone say amen? amen? So, that's where the target is, the spirit, where faith resides. Because he wants to negate your faith. But the man that's mature, the woman that's mature in the Lord, who by reason of use have built himself, have built herself, will detect contraband. I hear contraband all the time, trying to get into me. I hear it from people, close people. I pick it up. And I, I even people, pe pe all over the place, you hear things, you, you see things, because you've got two gates, I want to say two gates. Your eyes are gates, your ears are gates. If you don't protect your eyes and your ears, things will try to come in. And if you don't detect them, they will come in to you and they will negate your faith. So you pick them up. You pick them up by the word. 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 Listen. Lasting deliverance, consistency in your walk with God comes by the word. Thank you, Charles. I'm going to stop right here. Number two, I gave you two, right? Solid food. Milk, solid food. Milk, solid food. The solid food, the word of God is solid food. And 
We are all in a process. Tell your neighbor, no one has arrived. We're all in a process. All of us. No one has arrived. Tell your neighbor, the more you put into this, the more you get out of it. Say it one more time. The more you put into this, the more you get out of it. I am... One of the things that I've noticed in the church, generally speaking, it's believers not wanting to do the work. And they leave it all up on the man of God. And that is the reason why you have people running from service to service. And hoping the man of God will perform magic. I think one of the biggest dangers right now, I am for the prophetic ministry, but one of the biggest dangers right now is when the prophetic ministry don't preach or teach. It's a big thing now in Africa. Everything we do in the church is built upon one thing. The word of God. The word of God. If you started a life on the ministry of Jesus, who is our model? Jesus is my model. My model is not anybody. Jesus is my model. If you started a life on ministry of Jesus, he did more teaching than preaching. But what's the difference? There's a big difference between teaching and preaching. He did more teaching than preaching. Preaching is exhortation. Just exhorting the people, you know? And yeah, he preached. Jesus preached like an evangelist. He says, the Spirit of the Lord is it's upon me, for he has anointed me to what? Preach. Preach what? That's the message of the, uh, the message of the evangelist, to preach the gospel. So Jesus preached. But the Bible shows us in his three and a half years of earthly ministry that he did a lot of teaching. Now here's what I want to recommend to you as we go into 2022. I want to tell each of you, start taking notes. Start taking notes. Because it has been discovered that after a service like this, before people get into the elevator, they may forget 60% of everything I said. Let's build the discipline of writing down things. What you write down, it's yours. That's a fact. What you write down, it's yours. You can always go back to it and study it. You cannot trust your brain to catch everything and keep everything I've said. As you come into 2022, and I'm, I'm teaching along these lines, Write these things down. The word of God is number one, what? Milk. Number two, solid food. And we can say this where milk is for babies and solid food is for adults. Milk is for who? Solid food. Milk is for who? Solid food. But you can't be an adult until you become a baby. 
Correct? You cannot be an adult until you become a baby. You don't just, the day they give birth to you, you did not become an adult. The only person that was an adult was Adam, the moment he was created. Everyone else after Adam was born and had to grow. Correct? In the spirit, that's how it works. You are born. That's why the Bible talks about being born again. Right? You are born and then you grow. And watch this now. Everything you enjoy after salvation. Listen carefully. Everything you enjoy after salvation, it's what has been paid for already. But you come into them by revelation. Should I say that again? They have been paid for already, but you come into them by revelation. Now, revelation is not very, it's not complex. When you say revelation, people say, oh, revelation, oh, wow, that's a very big word. No, it's not complex. Revelation simply means knowing what God has made available for you in this life. You open the word. Oh, my God. Oh, really? Healing is a part of the covenant. Yes. You got a revelation on that? It's yours. You can enjoy it. Oh, wow, prosperity. Oh, my God. It's part of the package. Yes, it's yours. Enjoy it. So when we say revelation, don't, don't start thinking, oh, how am I going to get revelation? You know what? Let me go on a 50-day fasting to get revelation. No. No. It happens just like that. I knew a lady from the Philippines who I was doing membership class for them years ago here in the church with her and a few other people and we got to the place where I asked people if you have received the baptism in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues that's one of the things given to us correct because in that old covenant they did not have speaking in tongues so we have it today correct so I said sister have you received she said no I said why she said I am waiting on the Holy Ghost I said you're waiting on the Holy Ghost. How long have you waited? She said 17 years. As a sister. Um, <laughs> Acts 2. I want to say Acts chapter 2. They waited. They waited for how many days? For 10 days. Before you disgrace yourself. <laughs> I'm here in 50 days now. No, no. After the resurrection of Jesus, why are you saying 50 days? Is after the resurrection of Jesus, he stayed with them for 40 days. Right? So he left on the 40th day. And he said to them, don't go out to do anything until you are endued with power. So they went to the upper room. On the 40th day, as Jesus went up, they went there and they waited for... 10 days on the 50th day the word 50 that's also where we you know Pentecost basically means the 50th okay the 50th 
So which basically is the 50th day after Passover. Understand that? It has a thing, even in the Old Testament, when they came out of Egypt, 50 days later was Pentecost. Jesus the Lamb died, Passover, 50 days later after his resurrection, Pentecost. So, Pente, 50, you know. So, anyways, so here they are, they are waiting, and boom, the Holy Ghost came. Since that day, the Holy Ghost has been living on earth. If you know what I mean. What I mean, living on earth, living in people, living in people, and now we don't wait. You don't do a three-day prayer and fasting to wait for him to come. You don't do a 21 days prayer and fasting to wait. The Holy Ghost is here already. So I said, sister, you can receive the Holy Ghost right now. And I laid my hands on her, and in about three minutes, she was filled and began to speak in tongues. So what God would have given to her in three minutes, he waited for 17 years. That was a revelation. Revelation is to know. When you know, the Bible says, and thou shalt know the truth. And the truth will make you free. You see? So once you know, there is no struggle anymore. So the moment she saw that she could receive the Holy Spirit instantly, she had faith for it and she received the benefit. But she waited for 17 years. Religion will mess people up. What God has made available to you, religion would say, do this and do that and do that. We come to the communion table, even with the communion table. I've dealt with people who said, well, you know, uh, they were told that until you are water baptized, you cannot come to the table. And so people are not coming to the table because they have not been baptized in water. But there's nowhere in the Bible where it says that. Religion will mess you up. Jesus did not say, after you are water baptized, come to the table. No, he didn't say that. Neither did he say, when you become a full member of a church, come to the table. Some of us came from that that place anyone came from places like that yeah until you are a full member you cannot come to the table no Jesus didn't say that some of these things really are things that are made up by men and of course I understand the reason why or the reasons why they make up these things but when it comes to the table you can't say you don't come you come you're not the one who decides who come or who don't come because the arms of the Lord are wide open to receive everybody. And if you're a child of God, the table is your table. Can someone shout amen? amen? So there are several areas of revelation. And until you get these revelations in these areas, you may live a very limited Christian life. As much as the potential is huge, you may still live a limited Christian life. Think about this. Look at the cage. All the good stuff that are in the cage. But a lack of revelation keeps you out of it. Revelation means you are in the cookie jar. <laughs> enjoying everything. Can we put our hands together for the Lord? <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord. Can I have somebody on the piano and in closing? Amen. Father, we thank you today. We give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. Thank you for your word. We believe that your word has been sown into the heart of your people. And it will bear much fruit. You see, every service is different. And I want you to take God's word. And I want you to accept God's word. And let the word of God work in you and bear much fruit. If it's milk for you, right now, maybe at the stage you are in your walk with God, the word of God is milk. You know, and we, we have a way to also help feed you milk. And, and maybe my message today is milk. You know, if that's what it is, then praise God. We never get past, don't care how old you are, you, you drink milk. <laughs> put in my tea, put in my coffee. <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. So Father, may the milk of the word strengthen your people. I ask in the name of Jesus that by the word, your people will grow. And Lord, if it is meat, if it is solid food, Lord, may we receive it. And Lord, may your word change us from glory unto glory. And Lord, may nobody remain the same. Give us discipline. Give us integrity by your word. And Lord, as we leave this place today, not out of your presence, we thank you that the presence of your word will be with us. And Lord, throughout this week, we shall think on your word. And Lord, a new desire for your word will erupt in each of us. And Lord, even as I've talked about, you know, not letting contraband come in. Lord, I pray that if there's anything that has come in to mess your people up, in Jesus' name, let those things come out. And let your people stay free. May your word continue to build them up and give them hope and strength and an, and an understanding of the inheritance they have in you in Jesus name